welcome to Cancer Conversations. I'm your host, Erica Matthews. I am a wife, mom, and wellness coach. I understand the trauma of getting a cancer diagnosis and the intense battle a person instantly steps into. This podcast is all about learning how to overcome adversity and how activating faith plays a key role in the outcomes we want to have. Each week, I will be bringing you education and inspiration, as well as interviews with other fellow warriors. Get ready to be empowered in your faith, mindset, and your health. Now, let's get into today's episode. All right. Well, welcome to a new episode of Cancer Conversations. I know I always say that I'm so excited, but I'm truly excited about my guest, Dr. V. I have been waiting so long for this interview. I think I've had it on the books for just several, several months. So before I let her introduce herself, I'm just going to share a little bit about who she is if you don't know who she is. Dr. V is better known as as Dr. Veronica. She's better known as Dr. V, and she's the founder of Breast Cancer Conqueror and the Seven Essentials System, and her signature process has empowered thousands of women in over 63 countries around the world. Her mission is to save lives one breast at a time. Dr. V has personally conquered breast cancer twice which gives her an empathetic perspective to understand other women facing a healing journey. Her signature book, Heal Breast Cancer Naturally, is a number one Amazon bestseller in 10 categories and in five countries. Dr. V has also bridged the gap between the pink breast cancer movement and natural medicine by creating a revolutionary program called How to Survive and Thrive, Conquering Breast Cancer with Conventional Treatments and Natural Medicine. That's amazing. So Dr. V, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Erica. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Okay, so I personally know just little bits and pieces of your story, so I would love to start there uh, for my audience to hear. Yeah. Sure, sure. So uh, 2004, I'm getting ready to go to work. I'm a chiropractor by profession and had a very successful practice, and I was in the shower doing a breast exam, and then bam, you know, felt that lump in my left breast that changed the course of my life professionally and personally. You know, how could somebody like me develop breast cancer. I was a wellness warrior way back in the late 70s, early 80s. You know, I ate organic before organic was in style. I breastfed my children, had home births, you know, exercise, chiropractic care. I mean, you name it, I was doing it. And so I really had to sit down with myself and say, okay, what has allowed the cancer to show up in the first place? Because I understand that cancer is just a symptom. It's not the cause. You can cut out the tumor which sometimes is necessary, but you have to understand what allowed the cancer to show up in your body because cancer cannot grow in a healthy body. So after a lot of reflection and research, you know, I I just had to tell myself, okay, what is it going to take for me to reverse this? Because for a while, just like anybody else, you know, you get over the shock and then you're kind of all over the map and I'll do this, I'll do that. And you just kind of grasping. And then I said, okay, let's just sit down with pen and paper and let's be logical about this. And what is it going to take for me to get well? 
And that's how I developed the seven essential system. It's a step-by-step process that if you follow, you never have to fear cancer or any disease for that matter, because it covers all the bases that relate to health and wellness and your body healing. So fast forward. So that journey lasted from 2004 through 2006. I did everything outside of conventional medicine. I mean, of course, I had some scans and blood work and all that, but, you know, no chemo, no radiation, no surgery. So I started sharing my healing journey. I threw up a website in 2012, Breast Cancer Conquer. I'm I'm just going to help women on their healing journey. You know, I just thought it would be a little part-time hobby. And before I knew it, people from different countries were emailing me and I started working from sunup to sundown and I was at a stage in my life where my hormones were out of balance and I wasn't sleeping well and really the stress of working and supporting women on a breast cancer healing journey was a lot I wasn't prepared for the for that and 2015 I knew that I had a recurrence, I could feel it in my body. And Mm. sure enough, you know, the ultrasound, the thermography scans, the blood work, all of that showed that here I was same place, same area, not quite as large as it was the first time. So I mean, talk about shame and guilt, right? Oh, my goodness, I'm the breast cancer conqueror teaching women how to reverse cancer and to heal naturally. And here I am again. So is my system, am I a fraud? My system doesn't work. You know, how do I move forward? So it was a big, big adjustment. And I really had to like, okay, get serious, really get serious. Because, you know, recurrence is nothing to take lightly. So I changed everything about my life. I cut back on the one-on-one coaching. I trained other coaches to do the coaching for me. I spent a lot of time on myself. I allowed myself hours a day to focus on healing, you know, emotional, physical, mental, spiritual. And I really dove deep and did a lot more research into each of the essentials and how could I tweak it and make it even better, not only for myself, but for others. And so here I am five years out. So it took me three years to heal the second time. And again, no conventional treatments and five years out. And here we are. Amazing. I love it. So you're giving away all your knowledge to everyone and empowering people to heal naturally. And so let's talk about your seven step system, because I know you mentioned that I'd love to know it myself. Okay. So it it really, I mean, it covers every aspect of healing and some of it, maybe some of your listeners won't even think that there's a connection with that and and cancer. So let's start with basics. So essential number one is let food be your medicine. And I'm sure, you know, it's pretty common knowledge now people understand there's a connection between what we eat and how our body reacts. And so just on the high point of it, the highlights, stay away from refined carbohydrates and sugars, because we know sugar feeds cancer. I encourage our clients to actually get a little diabetic kit and test their blood sugar to see how their foods is affecting their blood sugar, because the more insulin spikes you have, the more insulin growth factors you have, and the more cancer pathways you're opening up. So you really want to control that. And of course, eat organic as much as possible, lots of greens, minimal fruit, 
If you choose to eat protein, make sure that it's clean, no antibiotics, no hormones. And, you know, that's basically it. Include uh, nuts and seeds, preferably sprouted seeds uh, and nuts so that you can start the sprouting process and it makes them more absorbable and Mm -hmm. better utilized by the body. Mm -hmm. So are you plant-based or... I am balance based. <laughs> so I recommend because we're all individuals and some based on blood type and, and genomics, you know, their gene patterns, some do better with protein and some do better with a plant based diet. So I'm an old blood type. And even based on my nutrition genome, there's a great test called the nutrition genome test, which will show you based on your genetic weaknesses, what it is that your body needs most. Mm -hmm. And I'm clearly a balanced carnivore. And that's how I feel best. You know, I I need that protein for myself. But I also eat lots of vegetables. I don't do grains as a general rule, no carbohydrates, really. So what do you think about Ezekiel bread? Well, it's a great idea. It's sprouted, but it does contain gluten. So for those of you who are gluten sensitive, you know, then you would stay away from it. Because I mean, I ate that bread for decades, you know, when it first came out, it was only $3 a loaf. (laughs) Right, I know. It's (laughs) Now it's $10 a loaf. Yeah, Yeah. crazy. I love that. Yeah. So essential number two is to reduce your toxic exposure. And again, I think more and more people are aware of the toxic issues. We live in a toxic world. But we can't live in a bubble. So especially when it comes to things like breast cancer, ovarian cancer, prostate cancer, you really must be aware of what we call xenoestrogens, right? Or chemical estrogens in the environment. Pesticides, herbicides, insecticides act as uh, hormone disruptors, and they can mimic and stimulate estrogen production in the body. Look at all the different things you put on your skin, you know, the makeups, the shampoos, the products you use in your home, the dryer sheets, those are loaded with uh, parabens, which are again, you know, xenoestrogen. So you really have to clean up your environment, clean up what you're using in your home, and then detox your body. And that's so, so important because as clean as we try to live, we're always exposed to stuff. So saunas, you know, sweating is one of the best ways to get rid of heavy metals based on a study they did called the bus study. They looked at blood, urine and sweat and sweat contained the highest levels of heavy metals and environmental chemicals. Uh, So get into the sauna, use the biomat, move your body, get that sweat flowing as often as you can. I'm a proponent of coffee enemas, you know, to really stimulate the liver, increase that glutathione, because our poor little livers, they're processing so much. So you want to support that liver, castor oil packs, doing liver flushes, colon cleanses, you know, all of that, just Mm -hmm. to ensure that you're moving those toxins out of your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, this would be great things for someone who's interested in preventing cancer as well. Totally, totally. The, yeah, the seven essentials is great to allow the body to heal, but it will also help you prevent any type of disease as well. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm interested in number three. 
Yes. (laughs) Number three is to balance your energy. So we are energetic beings, right? We are one billion physical matter. The rest is all energy. I mean, our brain, our hearts, everything runs on electricity, our acupuncture meridians, our DNA communicates through coherent light. I mean, we're energy. So how do you balance that? Chiropractic care helps to balance the nerve system. And We live in a society where we are in fight or flight all the time, right? Our nerve system, the accelerators, you know, is on, we're pedal to the metal. So it's very important that you get into what we call the relaxation response every single day. That's where you stimulate the parasympathetic part of your nerve system, which is the relaxation part through deep breathing, meditation, calming things, just bring down that stress response. And there's ways to measure that. There's great little tools called, you know, the heart math, which looks at heart rate variability and tells you if you are in the relaxation mode. There's brain tap, which stimulates your brain to calm down all kinds of great tools. There's massage, there's chiro- uh, chiropractic, I mentioned acupuncture, grounding, you know, make sure you get grounded with the earth, because we are disconnected from the planet, and we receive so much benefit from the frequencies. Uh, you can lay on a pemp mat, pulsed electromagnetic frequency, which gives us those frequencies. So there's lots of ways to balance our energy. A big part of number three is balancing our hormones. And that's very important because especially with breast cancer, and I'm not 100% sure about ovarian cancer, but they will tell you that your hormones are driving the cancer. So we have to shut off your hormones and you have to take these medications that have all these bad side effects. So if we step back and we reason on hormones and think about it, if our hormones cause cancer, then every 20-year-old on the planet would have cancer, right? Mm -hmm. We need our hormones. That's part of a normal, healthy biology. So our balanced hormones do not cause cancer. But if we have an overabundance of the aggressive xenoestrogens and chemical estrogens, or we don't have enough progesterone and estrogen to keep that balance properly, or we have too much of the aggressive and not enough of the gentle estrogen called estriol. So all these things can play havoc on our body. And another key point is something called methylation or metabolism. Many people have a genetic weakness where they do not break down or metabolize their hormones properly. So as a result, then those aggressive hormones continue to circulate and yes, can then trigger cancer. And so that's some of the things that I discovered during my second healing journey, you know, the MTHFR and the glutathione aspect of detoxification. And, you know, I don't convert vitamin D from sunlight very well. So I always have to supplement. I don't convert beta carotene from foods into vitamin A very well because of genetic weaknesses. So these are all things you've learned through the nutrition genome test. But anyway, all those things help you to balance your energy. Mm -hmm. Now, so when someone does a consult with someone on your team, is that like some of the testing that you recommend or you provide? 
Yeah, we recommend, yeah, you'd get a list, you know, once if you choose to, to join our community, then you fill out a 15 page questionnaire on each of the essentials. So we know what's missing in your life and what we need to do to help balance that out. And so we will make recommendations for different tests like the nutrition genome and methylation testing, saliva testing, all those things. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, one of the regrets, well, I've had several regrets on this wild cancer journey, but in the beginning, you're so fear-based, at least, you know, I was, and they're like, hey, we got to move quick, 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 you have cancer all over your body. And so they were, you know, let's do the surgery, then chemo, radiation. So I did the surgery and they took everything. Like they did an, a full abdominal hysterectomy, not telling me how horrible, oh, oh and I still have horrible side effects from the surgery. They never told me any of that stuff. In my mind, it was just, okay, I'm going to solve a major problem by getting rid of it out. Exactly. The bulk of the surgery. And so I, yeah, that's one, one surgery. I absolutely regret Mm -hmm. having. Yeah. There's the good news is there's work around it where you can balance your hormones naturally. And even though you don't have the organs that produce it anymore, you still have your adrenal glands and you know, so there's things that you can do. And I'm glad you brought out that point is the fear base. You know, you get a diagnosis and it's like, bam, 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 bam. We've got to schedule you right away for this and this and that. And then we always tell our clients, give yourself some time, you know, cancer, well, breast cancer, sometimes ovarian cancer can be a little different, but, you know, breast cancer is rarely an emerged medical emergency. It's an emotional emergency where you have the time to let the diagnosis sit in and get different opinions and do your research and meditate and pray about it and and feel good about the next step you're going to take instead of feeling like you're frantic and you're just going to do whatever they tell you to do. And unfortunately, that's a lot of people do that. Majority. Yeah, yeah, majority. Yeah. I just was on a call with someone yesterday and it's just that that pressure. And that's just in my that's just not God. God, it does not pressure us to move, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now we're getting into deep things. So essential number four is to heal the emotional wounds. And there is always, always an emotional connection, trauma, stress, unmanaged stress when it comes to cancer. I mean, always. And that's becoming more and more evident. I mean, your thoughts and your beliefs affect your brain, which affect your nerve system, which affect your immune system. Your thoughts even affect how your DNA functions. I mean, that's how powerful our thoughts are. So we really, we encourage, we have a reading list for our clients that we encourage them to do. You know, one of them is the, you are the placebo by Dr. Joe Dispenza. I mean, that changed my whole way of thinking when it came to dis-ease uh, mm-hmm. He has such an amazing story. I mean, he was told he would never walk again. He he was a chiropractor and was in a triathlon, got hit by a car and, you know, fractured most of his vertebra. And they told him, no, you're never going to walk. You need surgery. And he said, no, my body can heal. And he laid in the bed and for months visualized his body healing. And with, a, you know, a matter of a few months, he was up and walking and no surgery. So 
it's science. It's really the the that's what I like about his book. It's not just think positive type of attitude, but it's really it, there's neuroplasticity in our brain and our thoughts literally affect the rest of our body. I mean, how do you think the placebos work? Right, mm. they give pe- people a sugar pill and say this is going to cure your depression or fix your blood pressure or whatever, and half of them do. And why? It's because your brain had that belief, so it changed the chemistry in your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's so much evidence on that. So really make an effort to look at those emotional wounds, you know, childhood, teenage, young adults, or the stressors you're dealing with today. You know, cancer is a financial crisis for a lot of families and people. And look at your relationships, you know, those can be toxic. So there's a lot of adjustments to really look at nurturing that little girl inside of you, forgiving yourself, forgiving others, letting go, and Mm. just learning to love yourself and appreciate what a beautiful miracle you are. And the power that created the body can heal the body, right? That's a a firm belief. You cut your finger, you can put a bandaid on it, but it's your body that has that innate intelligence that can heal. Amen to that. Yes. (laughs) 100%. Hey, I want to pause from today's episode and talk about an immune system molecule that has certainly changed my life, but is making a lot of waves out in the world. And strong immunity is my passion. And I truly believe that every single person needs to be using this molecule. It activates your natural killer cells. It makes your immune system 437% smarter. It kills cancer cells, and its main job is to help your body recognize a threat and then respond to it. Now, one of the great things about this molecule is if your body doesn't recognize where the problem is, it can't certainly fight it. So it's like this molecule points out where the problem is so it can effectively fight it. So if you are interested in what this molecule could do for you, go ahead and message me at hello at ericamatthews.co. All right, let's get back into today's episode. All right. So that's essential number four, heal the emotional wounds. So now we're going to talk about your teeth, essential number five embrace biological dentistry now people are going to think what does my teeth have to do with my health and cancer well from a chemical point of view if you still have silver fillings they're not silver they're 50 percent mercury and mercury is a known xenometallogen it mimics and stimulates estrogen production in the body cadmium nickel all the toxic metals in the fillings are, you know, very, very toxic, and they can affect your nerve system, your immune system. So you've got to clean those out. Gum inflammation, they found that women who had periodontal disease, postmenopausal women, uh, they were twice as likely to develop breast cancer than those who didn't. Mm -hmm. So the bacteria in your mouth, just like in your gut, can trigger cancer. Mm. A root canal, you know, a root canal is a dead entity. And no matter how long it's been there, no matter how aseptic or clean they try to make it, it's a dead organ in your body and your body naturally wants to try to get rid of it or expel it. So there's always a pocket of very toxic pathogenic bacteria at the root. 
and that's seeping through your nerves, your immune system. I mean, your sorry, your blood system, and that's affecting your immune system. So if you work with a biological dentist who's truly a certified biological dentist, they'll remove those toxic metals in the proper way. They'll remove the root canal and replace it with, you know, just a little flipper, a little prosthesis that you can take in and out. And then from an energetic point of view, your teeth are connected to all of your organs through the acupuncture meridian system. So what if that root canal or that filling is sitting on a breath meridian or an ovarian meridian or whatever, you know, it's going to affect the energy flow to that organ. And I can say 90 to 95% of the time, I see a correlation between dental issues on the same side as the tumor. Uh, when they do a thermogram, you know, a heat sensitive image, you can see the inflammation, the redness going down into that area. So uh, it's very, very important to uh, add that to your checklist. I'm glad you're bringing that up because when I had my root canal taken out by a biohacking dentist, I had asked her specifically, have you ever seen someone get their root canal out that has had a cancer diagnosis? And she said, yes. And actually then they shortly got a scan after that and were deemed cancer-free. So it's just, there's such a connection, like you're saying, mm -hmm. um, what do you think about someone who, you know, because biohacking dentists, it's out of pocket usually, but if you were to go to a regular dentist where your insurance will pay for it and get the root canal taken out, can you talk about that? If you know anything? So you can have them pull the tooth for you. But then right after that appointment, I would go see my biological dentist and have them clean it out properly because they don't really look at how clean it needs to be to prevent further infection. And then the biological dentist will use laser and ozone and really ensure that that pocket is clean. And uh, then they'll use something called PRF, which is the, the fibrin, the fibrinogen from the blood that they draw and they'll put that in the pocket and it allows the healing to occur much quick more quickly than just leaving it open like that and or stitching it up so mm -hmm. okay that's good to know yeah yeah all right so down to two more essential number six is to heal your body with therapeutic plants and herbs and this is a big topic so again i'm just going to hit the highlight so you want to make sure that you're getting your basic nutritional elements through supplementation food is great but our food is deficient so we need trace minerals like magnesium and selenium zinc Vitamin C, vitamin D, make sure your vitamin D levels are between 80 and 100. That's a therapeutic range for prevention and for healing. Then look at things like broccoli sprouts or, you know, sulforaphane from broccoli sprouts, because that can turn on over 200 genetic switches in your body and really help with detoxification. And then when you build your immune system again you know make sure your vitamin c and there's medicinal mushrooms and there's things like curcumin the list goes on and on and then there's actually things that we call herbal chemo or cancer killers these are plants and products that literally kill cancer cells yes and 
That's very important, you know, and again, there's a whole list of them. You can look at my website, you can look at the book, but there's so many of them to, to list here. But just know that everything that is published on my website or in my book, is you can look at the link. You just go to pubmed.org and you can put in curcumin and breast cancer or selenium and breast cancer or medicinal mushrooms or whatever it is that you're looking for and you'll see published studies, so... So good. All right. Down to the wire, number seven. So that's adopting very early detection. And that's also not only for prevention, but also to monitor your healing journey. A huge mistake conventional medicine does is they'll look at a woman's scan or a person's scan. They'll look at their blood work and they'll say, oh, we don't see any evidence of cancer in your body anymore. You are now cancer free. So go live out your life. Never worry about cancer again. But they're not telling them that they still have circulating tumor cells in their body. They still have cancer stem cells, which are responsible for recurrence. So how do you how do you manage your life after you are no evidence of disease, right? And so you have to continue or you choose to continue to live the seven essential system, not as intensely as you did during your healing journey, but you stay aware of your toxic exposure and your foods and you do all the good things you need to do that allow the healing to occur. And then you look at specific blood work, just something as simple as inflammatory markers like C-reactive protein, LDH, ESR, homocysteine. If those are elevated, then you are inflamed and you might still be producing cancer, right? Inflammation triggers cancer. So monitor those, you know, during your healing journey, at least every quarter and post your journey, at least every six months to a year, just to make sure that you're staying in that uninflamed state. And there's more and more tests now that will filter your blood and, and count the number of circulating tumor cells and stem cells. And some of these tests, like the RGCC test out of Greece, they'll grow those cancer cells, your cancer cells in a lab, and then they'll test 50 different natural substances against your cells, 50 different chemotherapy agents, if you choose to do that. And you'll get a report and say, wow, these things work much better for you than all these others. So you can target those things specifically. Yeah, that's the test that my doctor used on me. I was with Dr. Keneally. Dr. Dr. Keneally. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know her very well. Yeah. Yeah. So I always say she helped save my life. But Aww. yeah, the, they don't treat anyone without the RGCC there, which I mean, the plan, it, it worked great. You know, everything that came back. I love how not only does it it show what chemo agents, if you choose to do that route, are going to be effective, it you know gives a wide variety. I think there was mm -hmm. like eight to 10 that came 50. back. Oh, okay. But they, they'll yeah. test 50, but yeah. they'll be, yeah. Yes, so exactly. Yeah. I think eight to 10, but then it gives a percentage, mm -hmm. like how effective percentage wise, and yeah. then all the natural modalities as well. And so hydrogen peroxide was one that was going to be super effective for the type of cancer they say I have. So interesting. Yeah. So you got IVs? IVs. Hydrogen yep. peroxide IVs. Yeah. Yeah. Twice a week. So 
Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, she's great. I love her. I mean, she's done so much for the natural cancer industry. I mean, I don't know how she does what she does because she's a very busy woman and she has a huge clinic and thousands of patients from all over the world all the time. Yeah, it's amazing what they do. And and there's so many reliable, integrative cancer clinics now all over the world. You know, I used to have to go to Germany, or now there's several in Mexico and Cancun, Tijuana that are reputable and, you know, really great, like Hope for Cancer is really good. I used to bring women there and host retreats so they could be introduced to the the therapies that they had there. And then Dr. Keneally does a lot of great work. And there's a Dr. Dong in Myrtle Beach. And there's, you know, so many, so many of them that are doing more and more of that. Mm -hmm. Do you know who Dr. Carl Felt is? Yes, Dr. Michael Carfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just on, I was on his summit and I think I interviewed him for our summit or yeah, our breast cancer breakthrough summit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's so nice. Yeah. He's like 10 minutes away. His clinic is from my house. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell him I said, hello. We were just at a conference together just a month or so ago. I will. Yes. Yeah. He's very sweet. He's got such a good heart. You know, he just really wants to help people. It shines through. Yep, exactly. I love that. Well, I I need to get your book. That's all I know. (laughs) Well, it just everything that you said aligns with what I'm teaching my clients. But just, yeah, I love our conversation so far. So, well, I have a couple questions for you. So do you think that women's just women's hormones in general cause breast cancer? No, no. And and we answered that with essential number three, right? It's not your hormones, your healthy, balanced hormones do not cause cancer. You need your hormones for your brain health, your immune health, your cardiovascular, your bone health. What happens to these women when they put them on these aromatase inhibitors or CERM drugs like tamoxifen, right? They can't think, they have hot flashes, they develop secondary tumors, fatty liver disease, blood clots, you know, it's terrible. Yeah. Wow. So no, your hormones do not, your balanced, healthy hormones do not cause cancer. So what would you say to somebody like me who had the abdominal hysterectomy to get some action going on? So I would work with somebody who is well-versed in bioidentical hormones. And, you know, you don't just randomly prescribe hormones. You definitely do saliva testing to look at all the hormone levels in your body, not just, not blood. Blood tells you what's in your body at that particular minute you know saliva testing because it's filtered through the saliva is more bioavailable and you test four times throughout the day you just spit in a little tube so it'll measure your cortisol the three estrogens the progesterone the progesterone estrogen ratio your testosterone your dheas so it's really comprehensive and when you with that information then you'll know okay oh i'm really low in progesterone and i'm estrogen dominant so i may need progesterone and a little bit of estriol which is a very protective hormone unlike estrone and estradiol i may need you know a little bit of testosterone or adrenal support or whatever and you test you know i've been on bioidentical hormones for many, many years. And when I was using them through my healing journey, and I still am, and but I test my saliva once a year, and I do blood work, and I stay on top of things. So mm-hmm. 
So where would someone go to find this? So one of the doctors that I consulted with during my second healing journey was Dr. Lindsay Berkson. She's a genius. I mean, she's had seven different kinds of cancers. She's a DES baby. You know, they gave this drug to women when they were back in the, whenever that was. And so she's extremely smart. And there's a lot of other doctors out there. You know, you could probably ask Dr. Michael to see if he knows of anybody Mm. first in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And then I just want to ask you about, so lately I've had people coming to me like for, cause I do wellness coaching and several of the women, they'll have the surgery. So it's usually stage three or stage four cancer. The doctor tells them they, they got all the cancer, right. but then they're saying, okay, well, you still need to do the six rounds of chemo and then we'll do the 30 rounds of radiation. So it's called standardized protocol or whatever. Right. And it, I get livid from it because I just, feel like it's a freaking scam and I get fired up, but of course I don't give medical advice. Right. Um, what do you think about that? And what do you say about that? <laughs> well, it all depends on each case, right? The individual right. case. And it depends on a person's belief system and their comfort system. So mm. sometimes, for example, there's a client that has a very large tumor and she doesn't want to have surgery because breast is her favorite part of her body. But we keep telling her, you know, it's a toxic burden. So there's a balance there. Mm -hmm. If you're dealing with something that's one or two centimeters, maybe consider cryoablation where they freeze it. But again, monitor. And sometimes, I mean, we've seen women, their tumor disappears or it just becomes, you know, scar tissue or benign tissue. It reverses. So that's one thing to, to take into consideration. And then what they don't tell you is that we know radiation causes cancer, right? But they don't tell you that radiation and chemo will create resistant breast cancer stem cells or baby cancer cells that are resistant to the radiation and to the cancer, the chemo. So when you get a recurrence, because if you're doing those therapies and you're not taking care of your body or your lifestyle, more than likely the cancer is going to return with a vengeance. Yep. And then you run out of chemo drugs because your cancer is resistant. Exactly. So um, I just launched a, a new program. I mean, my first 10 years of my coaching career about was heal breast cancer naturally, but I realized that so many women out there that were in the pink movement or who felt comfortable just doing conventional treatments also needed that knowledge. And If they chose chemo, they don't know that you can take curcumin and high-dose melatonin, and it actually enhances what the chemo does for you, but it protects your body against the toxic side effects. Mm. Um, And so there's an integration of using both. So, you know, 70% of women who have breast cancer and are doing conventional treatments are also doing some sort of complementary approach. So the need is there. They're hungry for that education. We just need to teach them. Right. Right. Exactly. Yes. So what do you think about mammograms? Do you feel like they're safe for women? (laughs) Uh, uh, I've never had a mammogram. I don't tell people not to get one. It's a personal choice, but again, 
radiation causes cancer. It's a well-known fact that mammograms, repeated mammogram, low-dose radiation can trigger BRCA gene uh, mutation. It can trigger cancer cell growth. I mean, that's a known fact. 48% of, of the mammograms are, you know, the tumors are missed because of dense breast tissue or just, you know, radiologist reads one a minute. I mean, that's how fast they go through them. So there's good alternatives. But either way, if you choose to do a mammogram, always back it up with an ultrasound just to get a second window. Don't rely just on one screening. If you choose to do thermography, which looks at the infrared heat coming off your body, it's going to show inflammation and potential issues going on in your body. Back it up with an ultrasound. And then do blood work, you know, do those inflammatory markers we're talking about, do the cancer markers. So, you know, you're really making sure that you're covering all the areas. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So good. Well, this has been enlightening and amazing. And so I, before we started, uh, I had asked you if you see clients and you said, no, but you have a whole team. So how can people find you? You said your books on Amazon, but where would people go to work with you? So go to breastcancerconqueror.com and you, there's a form you can fill out if you want a live person to actually contact you and talk to you if you have questions. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram and you can reach out to support at breastcancerconqueror.com and somebody will get back with you. Okay. Awesome. You have two Instagrams. Which Instagram do you want people following you at? Oh, I have two. I think, yeah. <laughs> it's, well, it's breast underscore cancer underscore conqueror. Okay. It's the one that has about 22, 23,000 followers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much. This has been so powerful and I'm excited about the information that I learned. So thank you for taking the time to do this. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad we got to connect and meet, Erica. You're a passionate woman, and I appreciate what you're doing to spread the word and the message of hope. Oh, I appreciate you too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. My prayer is that the podcast encouraged you and filled you with hope. If you loved what you heard today and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. To catch the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at It's Erica Matthews and join my Hope and Healing for Cancer Facebook group. Remember this, anything worth having takes work. See you next week for a new episode.